This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rick Siegmund. Rick Siegmund. He is stuck brick and mortar business. That is his focus. So congratulations, Rick. If you guys want to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show, in order to enter, simply subscribe to the show on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to hear from Lila Zimmerman. She's 19 years old, in college, has sales on our startup. Will she drop out? All right, Top Tribe, good morning, good morning. Our guest today is Christy Zilke. She's an entrepreneur, idea generator, and global consumer insights and strategy expert with six years of proven strategic leadership experience at Procter & Gamble and three years of being the CEO at her startup. In the summer of 2011, she founded New Consumer Solutions to pursue her own passion for innovation and impacting lives. Within a year, she had developed, launched, and sold a technology which takes pictures of moles and analyzes their symptoms for skin cancer. Shifting her focus back to her leveraged, uh, her background in consumer insights, she's now tackling a huge problem that she experienced during her time at P&G. During her tenure at P&G, she worked on billion-dollar brands like Gillette and Always, along with expanding brands like Old Spice with the very unique opportunity to work on Gillette business while still in the acquisition transition period at P&G. Christy, are you ready to take us to the top? You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I'm, I'm excited to hear. Did you create, everybody wants to know, did you create the Old Spice Man? <laughs> I did not. I cannot take any credit for that. That was the marketing team um, <laughs> and, and our advertising agency. Very, very good. Well, I love stories like this. Folks that crushed it in corporate, then jumped out and are now doing their own thing. So tell us about what you're working on now and what it does. Yeah, so right now I'm working on a company called Knowledge Hound, and we are on a mission to cure corporate amnesia. So the problem I was experiencing while I was at Procter & Gamble was we were fielding millions and millions of dollars in market research. And we would take that research and we'd get it from our market research suppliers and then just save it on our hard drives. And the problem with that is when you'd have another business question in the future, you've probably already done the research. You just didn't know you had done it. So it would send people in tailspins searching hours and hours for research we may or may not already had. And then we'd place studies um, that would be potentially du- um, duplicates to what we've done in the past because we just didn't mm. know we had the, the information. Yep. So, yep. you know, it's, it's a huge problem, um, and it's happening in a lot of companies. And, you know, I was, I was kind of like, this is such a big pain point. We're wasting so much money and so much time. Why hasn't this been solved? And so I went out to the market first and I was like, you know, what are the best tools out there? And I found out that a lot of the tools that were out there were software companies that had been started 10 years ago. Um, and there just really hadn't been any innovation in this space in a really long time. And so I thought the market was right. Um, and I talked to 
to a lot of people about if this is a prevalent problem, and you get a lot of people saying, yes, this is my problem, and so I took the leap and started this business. And so what's the name of the business? Knowledge Hound is the name of the company. Knowledgehound.com. And help us understand, how do you guys make money? Yeah, so we're a a software-as-a-service company. Um, It's annual subscription. Okay, so it's a subscription. And and what are people, when they they actually pay you money, what are they getting in return? Sure. So we go into a company, we load in all of their market research into our database. We layer on top a search engine and a visualization tool. So now if you're on Old Spice and you have the question, the question comes up, um, do, pe- do men use body wash for um, shampoo and soap? Um, and you could go and type that in and all the data that they have on that particular topic populate for them. Okay, interesting. And what would pe- what do people pay you on average? I don't see any pricing on your website. Yeah, so it's all custom based on the enterprise level, and it's dependent on how many studies um, they have. So we have clients that have 20 studies, and we have clients that have thousands and thousands of studies. Okay, so are customers paying you on a per-project basis, or is it like a $5,000 per month monthly retainer? How do you think about that? Yeah, so it's um, based on how many studies they're doing per year, and so they pay us on an annual subscription basis. Okay, so if I wanted you to do 20 studies per year, what would I pay you? Um, so our pricing totally ranges, but, you know, it can the it can be $20,000 and, and up. Okay, so so at a minimum, $1,000 per study. Yeah, yeah, you can think about, about that. About, some, something like that. Okay, very cool. And help us understand size. I see you have a, have a team. How many clients or customers are you currently working with? Yeah, so we actually don't release those numbers. We're a really fast-growing company. We're in complete build and startup mode, but I can tell you that our growth rates are extremely aggressive and and have been we've been growing double digits for the past three years ever since we started. And help people understand when you talk about growth metrics, what are you actually referencing? Number of customers, revenue, what specifically? Yeah, so the key metrics we look at inside our organization is um, number of clients, um, our monthly reoccurring revenue, and our adoption rates. And what define like adoption rate? Yeah, so number of people using the platform within a company. Um, I think there's what's really interesting in the tech world is that you can have the coolest technology possible, but if you don't create that adoption, you know, how are, you know, this software is going to flop. So um, really looking at those adoption rates is important, I think, for any fast-based business. Okay, and and maybe I mean, what is your talk about maybe goals? We just got to 2016. What's your guys' kind of as a team? What's your what's your revenue goal by the end of 2016? Yeah, so we're looking to um, to hit a, a a large marker. So again, we're not re- releasing um, as many sales numbers as what people probably want us to talk about. So um, what's your goal? I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily what you've done, but what's your goal in general? Uh, sure. So we're looking to hit around the five million dollar mark in revenue. And is that like is that an annual recurring run rate, or is that five million per month you're looking to hit by the end of the year? That that's in in total. Got it. Very cool. So is your is part of your model? You mentioned adoption rate. You, you mentioned I think it was a great point in terms of you can have the great technology, but people don't adopt it. It doesn't matter. Are you basically selling? I'm, I'm going to make up a client. You're selling to enterprise Y, and then enterprise Y will buy ten seats to your data visualization, your backend search engine. Is that is that? Am I getting that right? 
Right. So the right. So it's based on number of studies. So um, it's just how many studies are going into the system. Okay, I saw you articulated though. Like you can give someone a great study, for example, but h- how do you actually measure adoption then? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, it's number of a number of people searching, um, and what's oh, and how many searches they're doing. Right. I see. I see. Okay, that within the organization. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, very cool. And so why, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of moms, they love listening in, you know, you know usually between the ages of, call it 33 and maybe 56-ish. And many of them are very comfortable. And, and you know, Christy, what they're thinking is we've got a, I've got a comfortable corporate job. Mm-hmm. I can't take risks because I've got kids. Right. I need to keep the household together. I don't know sure. what your family situation is, but you have a very comfortable, I think, P&G job to do Knowledge Hound. Give us right. a sense of what you gave up. Yeah, so um, I, I definitely gave up a, a salary that was very comfortable and a lifestyle that was very comfortable. And um, will you share? Will it, you share that number, Christy, so people can understand? Um, so it was a, a, a six-figure salary, um, and and really, you know, I was you know traveling often and going on international trips and all those expenses, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All those expenses. I was living in Boston. Um, and the, I think though, the, the biggest part that you give up as an entrepreneur is the fact that, you know, your salary will always be there. Um, so it's, to me, it's never been about the money and Mm -hmm. it never will be about the money. Do you have kids, Christy? I I do not. I do not have children. Um, I don't have anyone depending on my income. And so I think that does make a big difference. Um, but even for someone who um, who doesn't have anyone depending on them, to give up a, a consistent salary and knowing it's always going to come in is a really tough thing to do. And, um, re- you know, regardless who you are. And, um, and so that's, I think, more of the shock than the, you know, dollar amount it's more of the, is my salary going to come in? Can I make mm-hmm. this work? Um, so was there a period problem. where you weren't making any after you quit or did you, or did you, was this thing making money for you right out of that? Yeah. So of course there was, there was a ramp up time when I was boots, when I was actually putting money into the business and, and not getting anything out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that from other of my peer entrepreneur friends. Um, absolutely. That's the case. How much did you invest before you sell a dollar of revenue? Um, how much did we invest in the company? Or, or, yeah, you personally. I want people to understand the, the kind of risks and hustle it takes to really get your own thing going. Sure, yeah. So um, so I'll tell you the most, the, the biggest thing that I invested was my time. And it's, it's brutal. It's 12, 14-hour days, six days a week. And my, I have a co-founder who was doing the same number of hours. And that was consistent for about a year. Um, but, you know, it, you can go and explore what technology it costs to, um, what it costs to create technologies from an app. You know, it's anywhere from $20,000 and up. Um, and so you just got to figure out how to create that revenue as quick as you can um, mm-hmm. in order to supplement some of that. Yeah. Well, Christy, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. You've taught us some great lessons already. But before we move forward, if people want to connect with you online and follow your journey, where can they do that? Sure. They can follow me on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is at Zulk, Z-U-L-C-U, sorry, Z-U-H-C. 
VU itself, like incredible Zulk. Um, <laughs> VULK 10. There you go, Zulk 10. Yes. Very good. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Christy, we're about to get my favorite part of the show. My heart is racing. I'm excited. Do you know what time it is? Yes, let's take it to the top. We're <laughs> the rapid round, the, the speed round, or whatever. You're close. You're close. Okay, so it's time for the famous five. Number one, Christy. What's there we favorite, go. <laughs> what's your favorite business book? Um, the hard thing about hard things. It's so ben realistic. Horowitz. Yes, Ben Horowitz. So my raw favorite, and real. My favorite quote from that book. He said, I think it's on the page like sixty or sixty-four or something. He said, "If you're going to eat shit, don't nibble." Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's I, exactly I read right. that. I read Love that and it. said, "Amen, brother. Amen." Yeah. Yes. Okay, Christy. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, yeah, so I am different than um, some other folks that might answer this question. I don't follow necessarily high, um, like, you know, the, the CEOs of these Fortune 500 companies, I tend to follow CEOs that are local, that can be tangible to me, and that I can network with. And so the two that I follow in Chicago are um, the CEO of Blue Dog Design and Innovation Company, Michelle Hayward, who has built her company um, up from the, from the 1990s into this amazing innovation organization. And then also... Um, Amanda Lannert, who is the CEO of Jelly Vision, who's had to pivot seven different times and is now running a company that is growing like crazy, continuing to grow, and um, and really at some um, doing some really great things in the marketplace. Wow. Well, we will link to both of those folks and your book and everything else in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top one seven eight again forward slash the top one seven. Okay, Christy, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Evernote? Yeah, so my favorite online tool is um, Dropler. Um, it's actually a plug-in. Um, it allows you to take screen grabs and videos of your of your computer, and we actually use that to communicate more effectively and increase our productivity inside our organization. It just allows us to, especially when we're working with remote folks, it's it's easier to kind of take screenshots, share that, and always have a link to go back to to kind of see what they're seeing. Hmm, very cool. Okay, number four, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Um, I am. Sleep yeah, cool. is sleep. I have to be able to do well in my company. I have to sleep. And so yeah. I'll, give up, I'll give up dinner. I'll give up other things just so I can sleep. I love that. Last question. Take us back, Christy, to your 20-year-old pre-P&G self. What would you tell her? Yeah, I would say remember that this is all about the journey um, and the people along the journey. At the end of the day, you can't take anything with you. Um, and, um, you know, when, when we die, we don't take anything with us. And so it's all about the impact you can have here today. And that's mostly with people. 
so important. Guys, there you have it. Christy from working at a very comfortable P&G job with all expenses paid to giving it all up and launching Knowledge Hound with the goal of hitting $5 million in revenue here in 2016. Christy, thank you for taking us to the top. Yep, thank you. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed Christy today, you will love yesterday's episode with Siobhan Moran. She focuses on energy and did 1.2 million last year. 